Among his defenses of the revival is his Some Thoughts Concerning the Present Revival of Religion in New England, which was written during the course of 1742, although it was not actually published till mid-March 1743. During the period of time that Edwards devoted to writing it, a division over the revival was becoming increasingly obvious. Two parties were emerging, the Old Lights and the New Lights, as they came to be called, which, Edwards observes, had the tendency to divide the churches in New England into two armies, separated, drawn up in battle array, ready to fight with one another. In an attempt to bring peace to this situation, Edwards drew up this lengthy work, which ran to 378 pages in its first edition. While Edwards was committed to supporting the revival as an authentic work of God the Holy Spirit, he was increasingly critical of the imprudent excesses committed by certain friends of the revival. The book is divided into five main parts. In the first part, the Northampton pastor defends the revival as a glorious work of God. The next division of the book outlines the obligations that all are under to acknowledge, rejoice in, and promote this work. The third section seeks to vindicate the zealous promoters of this work. The largest part of the book is Part 4, which focuses on how the friends of the revival need to correct various problems in the work. The final section is devoted to outlining various things that could be done to further promote the revival. The length of the fourth part of the book makes it abundantly clear that Edwards's growing concern is the very real danger of fanaticism. One truly zealous person, he observes, may do more, through Satan's being too subtle for him, to hinder the work than an hundred great and strong and open opposers. Now, one aspect of the work that is unique and noteworthy is the account of Sarah Edwards's, 1710 to 1758, spiritual experience in which Edwards presents his wife as a model of a truly spirit-filled person. Sarah Pierpont Through Jonathan Edwards's Eyes Amanda Porterfield has noted in a recent historical study of the spirituality of American women, one of the most striking phenomena about the New England Puritans is that their greatest ministers and governors, Thomas Shepard, John Winthrop, Simon Bradstreet, Edward Taylor, and Jonathan Edwards, for example, loved their wives beyond measure. These men found their wives to be earthly representatives of God's beauty. For these men, a loving wife was not only a model Christian, but also an expression of the beauty of the world that pointed beyond itself to divine beauty. And the enjoyment of God's beauty was the essence of Puritan spirituality. The few texts we have from the hand of Edwards that are explicitly about his wife, Sarah, certainly help to substantiate these striking remarks. Regretfully, Sarah was not a writer, and she did not leave behind an extensive journal or substantial correspondence by which we might outline her spiritual life. But we do have a text about her early life that has just recently come to light, and there is the remarkable text in Some Thoughts, mentioned above, that provides an insight into the workings of her heart. For much of her life, though, we must rely on the words of others, especially those of her husband and her first biographer, Samuel Hopkins. Sarah had been born into a family rich in spiritual privileges. Her father, James Pierpont, died 1714, 
had been the minister of First Church, New Haven, Connecticut, from 1685 till his death. Her mother, Mary Hooker, was the granddaughter of Thomas Hooker, 1586 to 1647, one of the most influential first-generation Puritans in New England. Jonathan met his future wife around 1723 when she was 13 and he was 20. As he wrote about her, They say there is a young lady in New Haven who is beloved of that almighty being who made and rules the world, and that there are certain seasons in which this great being, in some way or other invisible, comes to her and fills her mind with exceeding sweet delight, and that she hardly cares for anything except to meditate on him, that she expects after a while to be received up where he is, to be raised out of the world and caught up into heaven, being assured that he loves her too well to let her remain at a distance from him always.